Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. Recently, I asked you to submit your questions about parenting and children's mental health. And we had a hard time selecting because we had such great questions. In this episode, I have Hannah joining me and the question she submitted was, my kids are 12, 10 and 8 and my youngest 8-year-old loops more often than not and is incredibly spiritual and sensitive and very empathic. I really believe her migraines are stress-induced and they almost always follow a tough day at school, being bullied or when she's had a day of high and happy emotions. I try to implement as many calming and mind management strategies as possible, but I find myself completely exhausted and burned out as a result of trying to do the deeper mental work with her to help her stay mentally healthy and build resilience and help her through tough emotional days. So how do I help an empathic eight-year-old navigate incredibly intense emotions from a vantage point of giving her tools to use that will help her mental health thrive in the long term? Excellent question. And just before we dive in to my discussion with Hannah on how to manage this, I want to tell you about my new book coming out on the 8th of August that is available on pre-order now. The link and details will be in the show notes. And it's basically how to help you help your child with their mental health. It's called How to Help Your Child Clean Up Their Mental Mess, A Guide to Building Resilience and Managing Mental Health. It's filled with simple tips and techniques and how to use the neurocycle with three to 10 year olds, how to explain thought trees and the brain and how the mind changes the brain. Very, very practical. And I know this is something that I wish I had when I was a young parent. So go to the pre-order link and there's some great pre-order bonuses as well. And now on to today's podcast. Hannah, lovely to chat again. We've chatted before and I'm really excited to hear your feedback. But before we do that, just tell us, you know, just tell us what your specific question was so we can, re- we can orientate the listeners and the viewers. Sure. So I have three kids and my youngest is eight and she's a very high energy, really big feeler and she's very empathic. And I love all of these things about her, but honestly, it can be really exhausting sometimes helping her manage her emotions and just kind of helping her piece them apart so they don't control her. And it's, it really leaves me quite drained. But one thing we really noticed for her, apart from just her emotional health, is the way it's affecting her physically. So she struggles with migraines and she probably gets them about twice a month. And we've had her tested for food allergies, chemical sensitivities, and nothing has shown up. And so just as I'm someone who's been through brain rewiring. And so I know that effect our emotions can have on our physical health. And so I'm like, oh, I wonder if her high level of feeling is actually affecting her through migraines because she's has, has had a tough day at school or if her and her siblings have had a high, high emotional day or if she just had a great day, but her feeling level is like 10 out of 10, she will get a migraine shortly afterwards. And so I guess my question is kind of two part. Like, how do I help her manage her emotions better so they don't spiral into migraines, but also like, how do I help myself so I'm not so burned out all the time helping her deal with her emotions? Fantastically laid out. I love how you broke that down. And and what's very insightful, Hannah, is I'm very pleased that you said, how can I help myself so that you, because you're so burnt out and that's not selfish. You know, we have this thing as parents that we've got to completely sacrifice everything about who we are as a human because we've now got children. And that's so wrong because your empathy and and ability to process and ability to deal with being a mother is going to get worse if you don't work on yourself first. So thank you for asking that and having that insight to the fact that we have to work on ourselves first. 
your burnout will just be picked up by her. Your anxiety about her will be picked up by her. They read our, yeah. they read our body signals better than what we do. So that 50% of communication is nonverbal. And kids mm-hmm. are better at reading nonverbal communication than adults. So which is super interesting. So therefore, we often, the research will kind of, the way the research describes it is that the anxiety or stress or overwhelm or burnout of how we are feeling, the child feels it as well, kind of determines mm-hmm. their level. So this is yeah. why the oxygen mask principle needs to apply. So that's really good. So working on your side, what I really recommend is that you get into the NeuroCycle app. And because yeah. the, the, the audio guides you through the 63 days. And to this, I really think you're going to need a full 63 days of working through the five steps of the app. And your, your, your t- thought that you'll work on for the 63 days will be uh, giving yourself permission to feel the overwhelm, to feel the burnout. And to describe all those, you know, work through all the different signals. So, you know, starting with like on day one, step one, you know, do your brain preparation, whatever you want to do for the brain preparation. I give you lots of examples in the app and in the book as well. But then you're going to go through your signals, you know, gather awareness of how you're feeling. You know, what does overwhelm look like for you in your life? Frustration, irritation. What does it look like in your behavior? Snappiness. Getting uh, frustrated, uh, the, I mean, the frustration coming out in maybe being a bit short-tempered or, you know, saying things that you don't want to say, whatever. No guilt, no condemnation, just get this out. And then you're yeah. going to work through as well how that feels in your body and, and how that's influencing your perspective. And, you know, start with like where you're at sort of generally the first day. And then as you progress through, you'll see it will become more specific and it will become more focused on the moment. And then you'll see things shifting and changing. So then it's really important that when you go to the next step of the reflecting, that you're looking, which is the why and how is this showing up in my life? So how is, what are the statements that you are saying? Whereas the first step is just kind of gathering a broad one sentence of each thing. Going into the reflect is how is this showing up in my relationship with myself, my self-talk, with my husband, with my children, with her specifically, with my other children, with my friends, work. You know, it's, it's, it's all, those, all those kinds of factors. So then you, can, then you can track down to, you write all of that down, which just starts, track, starts t- helping you to understand you know, where, how, how you were processing things. And that takes you down to the source and the root. And the, the source yeah. and the root, you know, broadly, is the fact that you're really concerned about your daughter's you know, reaction to, uh, to this being so sensitive and the heart affecting her, how she feels and, and her, the, the migraines and, and migraines, sorry, South African version, migraines, migraines and, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's that, but what is the detail? Maybe the source mm-hmm. is, I'm not sleeping enough. I'm sacrificing too much sleep this, some, that, you know, find the source of, because you know, the big thing is overwhelm and burnout, but what is Mm -hmm. the actual detail of the roots? So when you work on that, you can spend around, I'd recommend about 15 minutes a day. You can even spend less, but that's literally three minutes per each step. And, you know, be very focused and strict on three minutes per each step. And around about day 21, you're going to be, you know, you're going to start really coming to grips with this issue. But before that as well, you're going to have major breakthroughs on each day, but, 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 but push through. By day 21, you'll have a plan in place. You'll have that new way you're going to function, and then you've got to practice that. And then it's just five minutes a day. It's almost like a little booster as you're getting ready in the morning, get yourself ready for the day. And yeah. not only will this help, you, you know, it's Hannah. The, I mean, no, your name's Hannah. Sorry, your youngest, your eight-year-old. What is, and I don't, you don't have to tell me her, her name. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> you don't Nora. have to say Nora. Okay. okay. Not mm-hmm. only do you have to help, uh, will you help her? But you've helped yourself, mm-hmm. you'll help her, you'll help your other kids, you'll help your husband. It'll become a family collaborative effort. Okay, so that's yeah. the first thing. So to dedicate, choose the next nine weeks to work on that 
and that's your time for yourself. And you can build all of your things in there, your prayer time, meditation time, everything around the structure. Then yeah, you okay. are activating your resilience, building your wisdom. Then let's talk now about Nora. Totally correct that when we have an experience and when we have a, a combination of stuff, there is who she is, there is, and that's growing. Then there's the nurturing. So there's nature, there's nurture, and then there's the I factor. And the I factor is the third element, and that's the her unique personality. So there's her basic wiring, is how you bring in her up and, and all the things she's exposed to, but then there's also her unique personality, her I factor. And this is the part we want to really develop and grow and empower her to be resilient because her nurture's on her side. Nature is nature is on her side. It isn't always. Nurture isn't always on her side. Not everyone has a great upbringing and whatever, but there's still things in her nurturing which you can't control. And so mm -hmm. it could be kids at school. It could be something the teacher said. I mean, I've had a patient once who one person said one thing and it threw that child off in, at four years of age and it threw that child off literally for the rest of the life. The family had oh. an issue with the child until they could get down to that core. And it took a lot of work to find, oh gosh, that one statement. And I'm not saying one statement necessarily will throw your child off, but it was so impactful because of the context that that mm -hmm. one statement was the trigger that was the source that we had to get to. So the, we can't control those things. We can't control everything, and it's really bad to try and control everything anyway because that's the yeah. whole helicopter parenting thing which does not help yes. a child build resilience. So what we want to do is build the I factor, and the I factor is allowing her to experience these emotions. So it's giving her the permission to, so instead of saying, and I know it's hard, and you may or may not have done this, but instead of saying, oh gosh, you're being so oversensitive, you don't have to be so sensitive. All good intentions or wording along that line, which was all good intentions. When we say that, however, we send the message that I'm bad, just because mm -hmm. of how kids function and their age and all that kind of thing. And I know you're not sending that message, but that's kind of how the child will perceive it. So mm -hmm. what we want to do is understand that whatever is happening in her life, at school, with friends, with her siblings, in her nurturing, the things that she doesn't really have the words to be able to maybe express fully, even fully process is a bundle of energy that's coming into her brain and building into these tree-like structures that are physical, real protein structures, and they hold the little energy inside the protein. So you imagine trees and every branch is filled with vibrations of energy, just to give you an analogy. When the eye factor of a person is one leaning towards being a highly sensitive person, which is not a bad thing because it can be channeled into such beautiful ways, but if you don't know how to channel that, that energy, you can be triggered and thrown off. So it becomes extremely important for Hannah to be, uh, sorry, for Nora to be able to process what this intensity that she feels means mm -hmm. and that it's yeah. not bad, but if she doesn't know what to do, it's going to come out in a negative way or mm -hmm. it's going to store. Now, because it's real physical protein tree-like structures, the brain's immune response will pick up on the this kind of imbalanced chaos that's like a big tsunami inside these little protein structures as opposed to a nice calm wave. And there's different levels of, you know, the wave may, you want the wave to sort of be like this, but the waves of energy may be like this or something. And she doesn't know what to do with that. So that yeah. creates a disturbance in the brain, which then creates a response in the immune system, which then affects that everything, the hypothalamic, pituitary, endocrine, everything. And that combination will manifest in vulnerability to some kind of physical thing. So that it, because it's creating chronic toxic stress. So yes, very, pretty much like a strong likelihood that those migraines are coming from the, uh, coming from the source. 
that that could be the way yeah. she's that she's manifesting this. So you're totally correct there. There's a whole neuro, psycho neurobiological link there. So what we want to do is to take that energy that's you know it's exploding in her head as these because uh, basically a, a migraine is like the the blood vessels constrict, so the blood is not flowing like it should. So it's actually yeah. uh, that either constricts or it gets very they they expand. So then you get this whooshing of blood through the brain, which is a response, and that can you know that's one that's a very simple explanation, and there's different explanations for it. But just to to give you some sort of idea. So it's very real, the link, because our mind is using our brain. So her mind is experiencing life and her mind is putting it through her, her unique style of thinking, feeling, choosing, which is her mind and her unique brain that's attuned to her mind and her body, and it's manifesting in this way. So what we have to help her do is take that energy and redirect it and use it in the, the correct way. So the way to do that is to change the energy level in the brain, to change the, the, the way the chemicals are flowing, all that stuff. And the way we do that is by taking her through a neurocycle. The 38 years of research I've done on this show that this is how we can bring order out of chaos and get some kind of dissemination of that energy in the right direction. And that begins with taking her into some kind of calming down, so some sort of brain preparation, mm -hmm. which could be breathing or something like that. I give lots of examples. The 3-7 breathing is just like a foolproof. One of my favorite things, breathe in for three, yeah. after seven, really calms down. 10 second pause is what it's called. And then you go into let's gather awareness. Now, key with her, she's eight years old, is you want to make this super simple. You want to definitely make it like you, one sentence per each of the signals. So let's sure. so right now, see how you're feeling. I acknowledge you're in the safe space. Create a safe space in your house. I give lots of these examples, by the way, in the book, my new book that's coming out on the 8th of August, How to Help Your Child Clean Up Their Mental Mess. I know that you're familiar with the this book over here, and this is yeah. very similar to the app. So this is now the children's version, and in the meantime, you can you know you can start applying this in the NeuroCycle app. As I said, it guides you through. And you'll be putting a parent ad on, which will also be in hopefully by August September as well. But in the meantime, one of the key things that you can do with the gather awareness is is to start applying, getting her to say one sentence per each element. Okay, so that's a summary. Now, I know that we've discussed briefly what I've said now in like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. We've discussed this sort of a broad version of this before, and I know you mm -hmm. try to apply this. So can you give me some feedback and the feedback to the listeners and viewers about how this is working in your life and is it working and what's not working and what questions do you have in addition yeah. to what you asked initially? Sure. So the first time we talked, my kids were still in school and they came home from school that day. and. Nora had a really bad headache and she had a really rough day with some of her classmates. It was very high emotion. And I was like, okay, I talked to this brain doctor today and she was talking about how we have trees in our brain because she's very creative. She's a very imaginative thinker. And I was like, let's, let's help your trees be healthy. And she's like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> so it's like, one thing we're gonna do is mommy's gonna breathe in and out with you. And I want you to do haven touching, which is you just gently touch your arms like this. And so she kind of was breathing with me and then kind of not. And I was like, okay, well, let's try another technique. And so I had her count backwards from 30 while touching her arms. And it was like, I had a different kid and I was different because I was doing it with her. <laughs> the psychoneurobiology calmed down. Fantastic. Yeah. I love that. And, and so then I had a calmer version of her and I was like, okay, can you tell me in one sentence how you feel right now? And uh, to watch her be able to pause and give me one sentence. She's like, well, I just feel like I had a bad day and I don't like that. And I was like, okay, 
I don't like it when I have bad days either. That's really tough. And then from there, it was just, we were able to more organized piecemeal the day and what actually made her upset. And it ended up being an interaction with somebody and like, yep, that would be really hard. And just reminding her, like, you can only control your trees. You can't control other people's trees in their minds. And so you just have to do what you need to do to stay calm. And she's like, okay. And, you know, and it was just like really amazing to watch her just through a breathing exercise and touching her arms and then counting backwards. You know, that took less than a minute. And for her to be from this huge, chaotic, all the emotions everywhere to streamline into one sentence, I was like, this is fascinating because she's so creative that she's often like everywhere at one time. (laughs) So to be able even to be when, in one place, yeah. Yeah, everywhere, all the time, <laughs> at all time. at once, or whatever that movie is called. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know. But <laughs> but yeah, it was very amazing. And then another time she was she was upset. And I was like, well, why don't you try to organize your feelings on paper? Like, let's just see how this technique goes. And all on her own, without any prompting of mine. Well, I did tell her, I was like, why don't you organize it like you do at school when you're writing a story? And she's like, okay. So she puts her main thought in the center and she just on her own starts making all these spokes off of her main thought. And I was like, this is, this is so insightful. Like, how do you feel? And she goes, well, now I feel like I know what my feelings are saying. And I was like, whoa. I love that. (laughs) I don't know if the listeners caught that. Now I know what my feelings are saying. Beautiful. Yes. Look at that level of insight. Yes. And she is, because she's such a high empath, she's very in tune with her feelings, which can be an incredible strength, but it can also be an incredible weakness of hers because they can really control her and confuse her. But for her to feel like not only does she know what her feelings are saying, but now she has she has a say in how the storyline goes. Is it's really fun to watch her feel empowered. So Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. I I love that. So just a quick quick question. I love how you handle the whole situation perfect and that really it's fantastic. Well done. So when you asked her to give the sentence around her feelings, did you also talk Mm -hmm. about in her body and the other four signals? Because there's the feelings, the behaviors, the body sensations and the and the perspective. I know you may not have had those words exactly in your mind, but did you did you take those feelings alone? We've got to always associate the feeling with a behavior and a sensation and how are they looking at life? We've just done the feelings and how it makes her feel physically. And so she's, she's but we did not get to perspective and what's the other? Uh, the the behaviors, how it's playing out in the behavior, perspective and behavior. I got to write that down. <laughs> I'm taking I know, notes I know. This time. <laughs> That's weird. No, 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 pro- no problem. So this is this is where in the book I've got the whole like a detail and I've got like little blocks where it tells yeah. you this is how you there's these like the pictures of the little warning oh, signals and then there's a table okay. where you can actually guide you through the questions. So you can actually and the kids love it if you pull. That's why I did. I mean, this is coming from my years of therapy. In the I'm actual so book, there's a little. This book. <laughs> me too. I love this book. And I've got all the different age stages. Oh, let me find the signals. Where is this thing? And I'm going to hold it up and show you here. Hannah, what you'll find really helpful is in the book, what I've got for you is the table of the four warning signals. So there's a whole chapter on it. And these little gray okay. blocks. And those blocks are how you tell your child how to, and it's like wording for ex- the words to explain this concept of we're going to go through these four. And we're going to talk about these four signals that are coming out of my tree. And mm-hmm. then there's the actual question. So the four warning signals, I'll tell you like if the age is three through five or six through 10, and I give examples and then I give you actual questions of how you can actually ask it. So the table is there. Now, this is something you can actually have out with the child. 
and because they love it kids i mean listen guys i've i've done this in therapy for years i don't practice anymore but this is the kids showed me what they wanted and we often assume that a child you know they don't understand these hard things they understand the brain quicker than what we even realize and they apply these mm-hmm. principles look look you gave you had that example of what Nora said that insightful thing now i know what my feelings are saying that is utterly brilliant that just shows her insight yeah. so if you mm-hmm. hold this out you can say okay let's go through these let's let's actually go through these together and and here's the tree there's a picture the first chapter has got all these pictures of the trees and there's the happy and the sad trees i don't know if you can see those yeah and then that mm-hmm. Im, that image of brainy you'll notice there's a little character called brainy brainy is throughout the book in these different scenarios with trees with the, these four different uh, scenarios of brainy with the four signals so you can literally point okay let's do the feeling sentence signal let's do the behavior sentence signal let's do the bodily mm-hmm. sensation perspective signal i mean bodily sensation signal and let's do the perspective signal they signals because yeah. they're telling us to pay attention that's why they yeah. signals and they're not problems they're just signals they're giving us information so when we pay attention then we can find out what they're saying and where they come yeah. from and we can fix that tree you can't pull the tree mm-hmm. out but that tree that experience that you had that tree's roots aren't very nice so we want to you know heal yeah. the roots you want to put plant food on all of that kind of wording and imagery is throughout the book and the five little steps of what to do are in the little blocks over here. And these come up all the time, consistently through the book, so they mm-hmm. can walk their mental health journey. Oh, awesome. There's a whole chapter on social interaction, which is a really good one for this in this scenario because of her being such a, to be able to channel that beautiful sensitivity in the right direction. When you mm-hmm. are highly sensitive, social interactions are where it really plays out and really explodes in our life because whatever anyone says to you is going to be filtered through that. So to help her, turn down that filter. So I've got a whole chapter on how you can do that. Then we've also created the Brainy character, which is the whole toy. We've got this version. We'll eventually have a whole lot more. And Brainy then is a physical thing. If you Like like the heavening. When you're touched, to have a physical contact with a little toy and to hold it, it's a point of contact. Even adults love this little toy and and dogs. They love it. My dogs love this toy. But that's another (laughs) way. I'm sure mine would too. (laughs) It's just another point of contact. It becomes your toolkit. You know, and then I've yeah. got the coloring book as well. So these are things that are all coming up and they're on pre-order at the moment. There's a coloring book where you can walk through scenarios with brain. And there's actually even one with children in the book of, of different scenarios where there's children in the book that are having, a, like this one, they are chasing, this is a little, they're doing a little workout there. But there's ones of having nightmares, of working, having an issue with friends, bullying, and there's a blank yeah. page. So the point is that there's tools that you can also use in addition to just the verbalization. And you can also cut out pictures and find other pictures and use other toys. It's that interaction created yeah. in one safe space in your house, which will really help to help her to take this energy and say, oh, it's okay. Here's what I do. This is my five steps that I work through. Mm-hmm. When, you did, when you said you did the writing step, that's step three. So when, she, when you asked her about the feelings and she said that whole sentence, you kind of dived mm-hmm. into the reflect. And you, yeah. and if you analyze what you actually said, you probably did all of those things, but maybe not as obviously. Yeah. To be able to guide her through, okay, let's start with the four sentences. Now let's mm-hmm. ask ourselves, where, how is this? How is this? How and why is this showing up in my life? So, what? How do? What am I saying? How? How am I saying it? Am I shouting at my friends? Am I running yeah. away? And if she doesn't want to say, it, okay, what is Brainy doing? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The younger children yeah. prefer the enactment, but I have found sometimes an eight and a nine year old, especially if it's a very traumatic experience, they love to be able to distance themselves and make it their toy yeah. or something like that, a series of toys. But that sequential going through that and then the reflect and then the writing it down, it's, it's, so, it's so helpful. And then you say, okay, well, 
this is what my feelings are saying. This is what, and, and mm-hmm. it's showing up like this in my body. And, and now what can we do about this? And that's where you collaboratively, yeah. you, you don't give the solutions. You may have to give one, yeah. but it's a collaborative facilitative process working through, and that's your recheck step four. And then the action is, okay, let's practice. Let's choose one of these things that you can do tomorrow at school or this afternoon. We can practice while we're with your siblings or if it comes up this afternoon. What is your thing that, and that could be a little statement, action, visualization, little prayer, whatever it may be, something that's mm-hmm. solid. Sometimes it's just grab hold of brain and that reminds them, it's okay. Yeah. I'm working through this. It's, it's, it's not bad. I'm not bad. You know, that, sometimes they just need that mm-hmm. sort of reminder. Yeah. So does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. It's just been amazing to apply even, like you were saying, these concepts and maybe not even in the like specific order or using the specific phrasing, but just kind of having a general idea of the whole concept and watching how it's really transformed her ability to process and release. So I'm really excited to go through it in a more organized fashion with her and just step-by-step teach her brain, like, it's okay to have feelings, but let's process them step-by-step in a way that's going to be helpful. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Everyone is talking about self-care these days, but what does it actually mean? If you think about it, self-care is about more than just the average spa day or reading your favorite book. It is about making sure that you give yourself what you need to be mentally healthy, to live your best life and truly be there for yourself and others. Of course, it's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched, thin and burned out. This is why I love therapy as a form of self-care. It can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so that you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Indeed, therapy is not only for major issues like PTSD or acute trauma, but also the stuff we deal with every day. From people-pleasing to how to have boundaries, it's something that we can all benefit from during good and bad times, which is why I recommend therapy to everyone I know who is struggling. It helps gain new perspective and insight that transform not only how you see yourself, but also how you understand others. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and always changing. Even at my age, I'm still growing and learning, such as how to respond better to failure and learn how to accept the past without regrets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. For more balance with BetterHelp, visit betterhelp.com slash drleaf today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash drleaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. Yeah, that's big. So. That's big. That because your mind drives your brain. So this step by step, because yeah. something because people hear what I'm saying. They say, yeah, no feelings, and I can do that. But it's that if you just talk about feelings, you mm-hmm. take the plane's going to take off, and your kid will crash. Because if you don't fly the yeah. plane, it's going to crash. We have to fly mm-hmm. the plane. So think of it as preparing the engineer, getting everything ready, speaking to the pilots. Then the plane taking off is the gather awareness. Then the flying of the plane is the reflect and the right and the recheck. And then the yeah. landing of the plane is the act of reach. And, you know, if you take it through that sequence, that's the key to change, to rewire the brain so that they yeah. are feeling empowered um, and they mm-hmm. don't rely on you to fix it. They're getting empowerment yes. around themselves to fix it, which is so key. Yes, that's that would be a great next step for her <laughs> is to be able to do it herself instead of needing. And I don't mind 
teaching and helping, but like, obviously we want our children to be healthy and independent. And so for her to get to that spot will be really exciting. Absolutely. So it's you co-regulating and then they Mm self-regulate. So the co-regulation is, and then you're demonstrating that self-regulation by you going through and you can explain to her, Mm -hmm. it's really important to talk through and say, you know, when you get upset and you get a headache and you're sad, it also makes me sad because I want to help Mm -hmm. you and I don't want to get frustrated with you and irritated. So I did this neurocycle. I did this. Mm -hmm. And you can tell her like a brief summary. So she can see, oh, mommy also, you know, allows, mommy's also frustrated and Mm -hmm. that's okay. And mommy can also be messy and she would, but she solved it. She managed that. She went through those processes, five steps. So eventually you get to the point where like we'd have kids saying, like you'd be driving in the car and the kids start having a fight. So, okay, guys, let's neurocycle. In your corner, face forward, let's breathe together, let's neurocycle, let's take our space, do it in your head, whatever. So you can then apply it. When you've practiced those steps and you've ingrained that as a as a process that in your area of your house that is the neurocycle corner or whatever you want to call it, then when you need it on tap, on hand, quickly to use in under 10 seconds or something, they have a system, yeah. they have a way of calming them down. The brain preparation techniques, you know, maybe they're fighting in the car and you're driving on holiday. The first thing you need to do is decompress. Okay, let's do that that doctor leave breathing thing. You know, you can also, by using, as you said, the brain lady or brain doctor or whatever, mm-hmm. it takes it away from them. Why are you making me do this? You're actually giving yeah. them, hey, that person who says this is how you're going to help, you know, kind of mm-hmm. creates a little bit of a buffer, buffer yeah. zone for you to help guide the child. I like that. You have any more questions around this? I don't think so right now. I'm really excited. I took notes this time. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you've got a lot to start with. Though. Last time we had quite a big discussion around lots of different ideas, but this mm-hmm. is a great start that you've made. Now go back in and do it very specifically, and then we'll yes. see you when the book comes out. By the way, for everyone, the book's on pre-order at the moment. The link will be in the show notes. There's great pre-order bonuses that you get a big discount off the Brainy and the Coloring book, and there's a webinar, and there's a whole bunch of pre-order bonuses to try and help you get into this whole process. I mean, just think of it, Hannah. If we can get our kids to help manage their mental health. We are addressing the mental health crisis because our current Amen. crisis is very much based on the fact that for the last 40 years, which means our kids or your kids, because you are younger than me, but basically, and actually mine too, because they're in their twenties and, and early and the eldest is in the early thirties. But for the last 40 years, the messaging has been one of, if you have an emotion like anxiety or depression, there's something wrong with you as an individual. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong yeah. with your brain. And it's all about eliminating the symptom versus, hey, this is a normal part of being human. Bad things happen, adverse circumstances happen, and we respond, it's okay to be a mess. How do we manage the mess? So we want to shift people away from that biomedical model and into a model where we can manage how our mind works. And that's what you're contributing to. Because when you do it, Mm -hmm. your child sees you do it, your husband sees you do it, your other kids do, your whole family suddenly is doing it. Her kids at school notice, the teachers notice, it becomes this way of, of from a grassroots helping to change the face and how mental health looks currently in this country and helping prevent suicides and you know yes. these kids as young as four are, are committing suicide i mean are dying by mm-hmm. suicide and mm-hmm. you know the, we have to give children a way of what do i do with all these things that are happening to me and that i feel like this inside of me and that's why yeah. i get so excited about people like yourselves that are you know really trying to do this with your children so thank you yeah, well, thank you for being an amazing resource and for your time because it's, I feel like exactly what you said, you know, it's like the, the cultural message is there's something wrong with you if this is the way your brain processes and if this is the way you feel. And there's a lot of stigma against it. And so 
to be part of a generation that's realizing and waking up to this is not this is not okay anymore and to have such amazing resources to change my perspective on myself and have kindness and compassion toward my own mental health struggles and have tools to overcome them and then be able to feel like confident enough that I can help my kids and give them a toolkit to just not as a prevent not just a preventative or like emergency but like this is a way of life and so I'm really I'm just really thankful for that. Oh, well, you said that so beautifully. You said things that made me very, very happy, a way of life. (laughs) Our mind is always working. If you think about it, your mind is Mm -hmm. always working. You don't use your mind, then you don't use your mind. Your mind is going 24-7, and it's changing you. You, During the day, we respond at night. We sort how we've been responding. So to make Mm -hmm. this a lifestyle, like you clean your teeth, you breathe, you you, you manage your mind, and your neurocycles, your system of doing that. So that's very, very important. And you need to convey that to our kids. Hey, listen, this this is life. And Things are going to happen and here's a tool. Here's the tools to mm-hmm. tell your story and to manage your story. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you so much that. for joining me, Hannah, and I'm excited to talk to you again in the future. And I hope you enjoy the, the book and the, all the things. And I hope you enjoy this, this working through the system with, the ch- with your child and with your other children and look forward to hearing your feedback. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then... I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.